Hello, and welcome to episode 6 of The Gamer's Advocate. My name is Adam Bankhurst, and I'm here to talk about E3, E3, E3. But first, a little bit of Nintendo. We are less than a week away from E3, and like I said, I will be in LA, on the show floor, giving you all the incredible news and coverage that you could ever desire. It really is a dream come true for me, and something that I've been working towards my entire life. So this is going to be quite an experience for me, and I can't wait to share it with you guys and give my impressions of the future of video games. We're going to be talking about three different topics today. The first two are Nintendo related because there were two big announcements that came out of Nintendo and I really wanted to dive in and kind of discuss what that means for the future of the Switch and the 3DS and everything else. And then it's E3 predictions. I'm going to give you my top 10 E3 predictions. Once E3 is over, we'll kind of see how good I was. I'm guessing maybe one or two out of 10. <laughs> I like to think low, and then maybe I'll surprise myself and be some Nostradamus figure or something. And I really want to hear your predictions. Do you agree with mine? Do you not? Send an email to adam at thegamersadvocate.com or comment below and tell me your E3 predictions. Tell me what you feel about mine. And let's have an awesome list going into E3 and see how smart we really are. So without further ado, I want to jump in to topic one. The Pokemon Nintendo Direct. We had a Nintendo Direct focused solely on the worldwide phenomenon that is Pokemon today as I'm recording Tuesday, June 6th. There were a lot of rumors going into this and some high hopes, myself included in this camp, that this would be when we finally see what the Switch version of Pokemon would be. There were rumors there would be Pokemon Stars and we get a remade version or an extended version of the original Pokemon Sun and Moon games. That's what I was really hoping for. Or maybe something completely different. Maybe the fabled MMORPG Pokemon game that everyone has always dreamed of. But in typical Nintendo fashion, who, while I love them, they've hurt me over and over and over again, we did not get any of that. We got no hint or no indication of any mainline Pokemon coming to the Nintendo Switch. Instead, they started off with Pokemon Tournament DX. Now this game came out in the Japanese arcades in 2015 and last year to the Wii U, and it's basically Pokemon meets Tekken, where you get to take some of the best Pokemon or your favorite characters and battle it out in a 3D arena using all the incredible moves and strategy to become victorious and become the very best. Now while this game was cool, it's another Wii U port, which is fine because not as many people played the Wii U, and it's coming out on September 22nd, which is exciting because we're going to be getting a fix of Pokemon, maybe not what we desired, but something this year and coming pretty soon. I mean, a few months away. September's will be here before we know it. And it comes with a few new features. For example, some new fighters like Decidueye from Pokemon Sun and Moon and Litten and Poplio, the other starters, are going to be support characters. You'll be able to choose multiple Pokemon and have up to three in a battle. I mean, there's big online focus. They really focused on the portability of the Switch. And the whole video is basically this guy traveling and meeting and getting in the line of sight of other Pokemon trainers as it happens in the regular game and starting this battle. And it is a good trailer and it shows the power of the Switch as for these Pokemon battles, but wouldn't it have been so much better if it was Pokemon Stars? I mean, come on, please, something. So like I said, while we did want this Pokemon mainline series for the Switch, it is good to see that the Pokemon company is jumping on pretty quickly, and we don't have to wait long for this, because hopefully that means they'll get their feet wet on Pokemon Tournament, and then sooner or later, we're going to get this Pokemon that we've all desired. Now, in addition to that, and at the end of the trailer, which also is kind of fuels my frustration and anger, is they announced Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. And they are coming to, you guessed it, the Nintendo 3DS. 
Not the Nintendo Switch, but the Nintendo 3DS. Now I know you don't want to leave behind this market, but why could you not put it on the Switch? I know I'm just dreaming here and asking as somebody who just desires this, but with the hype and the popularity of Nintendo right now and the Switch, I think getting a Pokemon out there soon would capitalize and just make it even more incredible of a package. Now I don't know if they're worried about supply and demand and not being able to supply as many Switches, especially if a new Pokemon game comes out, but I really think that this is a big missed opportunity. But I do have a theory, and this is kind of a spoiler warning for my E3 predictions, but I am thinking that they have this Nintendo Direct so they can get this news out of the way. They want to offload these Pokemon Tournament and this Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon and some of these other games. So when it comes to E3, they can focus on the big news. And we're going to get the big Megaton bomb that there is a version coming to the Nintendo Switch. And it's going to be amazing and beautiful and everything that we could have hoped for. Now I know that's me uh, pie in the sky hoping and dreaming, but... I still want to give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt and hope that they still are holding this one card up their sleeve. But anyway, back to Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. This is basically Pokemon Sun and Moon with some added features, new perspective, new stories, new Pokemon. They showed Solgaleo and Lunala, the two Pokemon on the cover of Sun and Moon respectively, and it looks like they have a new either fusion form or melded form or ultimate form, and they look fused with Necrozma, another legendary Pokemon, which you can see here. So we should be in for a treat, especially for those who love Sun and Moon or maybe never jumped into it. This looks like a really cool version to kind of get into. They, they didn't reveal too much more. They showed little clips here and there, like Mimikyu has a new Z-move, and there's some Pikachu trainer with some awesome busts that I would love to buy. But they didn't really say too much about the new features that would maybe make Pokemon Sun and Moon fans come back, especially if they played it to completion or completed the Pokedex. Will there be reason to jump back in to Pokemon Sun and Moon so quickly after these games have already come out? And lastly, they announced that Pokemon Gold and Silver will be coming to the Nintendo 3DS Virtual Console with all the modern features of link trading and link battling wirelessly and being able to interact with Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow with their time capsule feature and also being able to take advantage of Pokemon Bank and being able to upload these Pokemon to the more modern versions. Once again, this is awesome, but where's the Switch? That's all I'm ever gonna say, where is the Switch? And that's really all they talked about in this Pokemon Nintendo Direct. It was eight minutes long, in and out, very quick, to the point, and I'm hoping, like I said, that this is just an appetizer to the main meal that is going to be E3. And that's topic one. Topic two. The Nintendo Switch online policy has been revealed. Mostly. The first big news is that it's being delayed until 2018. The service was originally supposed to be launching in fall of 2017, but it looks like Nintendo needs a bit more time to perfect it. While this is sad, the silver lining is that online play is going to be free until 2018. So whereas before, once fall came around, if you didn't want to pay the money or you weren't able to, you would not be able to play online. But now, you're able to until the beginning of 2018. And they revealed the pricing. For one month, it's $3.99. For three months, it's $7.99. And a year will be $20. Now this is obviously a lot cheaper than Xbox and PlayStation, which run about $60. But does that also mean that we won't have as many features or reliability as these other systems that have been around a lot longer? One of the most exciting things that they announced about the Nintendo Switch Online plan are these classic game selections. And they started by saying anybody who subscribes will have access to this ever-rotating library of games, including Super Mario Bros. 3, Dr. Mario, and Balloon Fight. Now these aren't simple ports, 
they are going to be adding online functionality to these games. With Super Mario Bros. 3, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Are you just going to pass back and forth between players? Or maybe they'll have some crazy co-op version of the game, which could get pretty entertaining pretty quickly. But the big trend you see here is that these are NES games, and they mentioned that they're looking into Super Nintendo games. But, I mean, come on, Nintendo. What does that mean you're looking into Super Nintendo games? What about Super Nintendo and GameCube? And I know these are going to be specifically for the subscribers. This is going to be something different than the Virtual Console, which I'll get to in a second. So maybe they are just trying to focus on these NES games and focus on making these games better than they were, giving online play, and maybe eventually moving on once they kind of get the hang of it, which I guess I can understand. But Virtual Console, that's another thing that they really didn't talk about. And after the event, a lot of outlets went to Nintendo and said, what does this mean for Virtual Console? Where is Virtual Console? The system's been out since March 3rd, and we still don't have access to the amazing classic library of games that Nintendo has. And the answer that they have is they have no timeline for Virtual Console. Once again, I'm hoping this is them just holding their cards close to their chest, and at E3, we'll start seeing these Virtual Console games come back. I'm hoping very, very much so that this is the case, because I would love to jump back into these games and experience them on the beautiful screen that is the Nintendo Switch. Now, another perk you get from subscribing is you get exclusive deals on the eShop for virtual games and goods. So we'll see what this is. I bet it's probably 5-10% off a game, maybe. Maybe 20. I mean, that would be pretty, pretty awesome. Then it would really put them into line with Amazon's pre-order policy. And once again, taking another stab at GameStop and these brick-and-mortar stores and giving you reason not to have to leave your house to purchase games. As for the smartphone app that will be required for voice chat and being able to schedule games and see who's playing and all this wonderful stuff that apps love to do, that is still on track for the summer, which I found interesting. So we'll at least get a taste of what the online service will be and hopefully see how reliable it is and let Nintendo work out all the kinks and bugs for a smooth launch at the beginning of the year. So we'll see. Like there, was, there wasn't too much more information given. This was kind of released on one random night, as Nintendo loves to do. There wasn't a direct or anything. And I've got to believe we'll find some more information out in the future, and maybe at E3. But it's good to kind of start painting the picture of what this online service will be, because, like I said, the Nintendo Switch has been out since March 3rd, and there's still a lot of features that we can't take advantage of that other systems have had forever, and the gamers on those platforms take for granted. So hopefully we'll get some more information and hopefully we'll get more information on Virtual Console and what this classic game selection is and how expansive it is and how quickly these games change and maybe you get a discount on purchasing them. But I'm sure we'll find everything out in the near future. And that's topic two. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for and that I've been waiting for, mostly for my whole life because I'll actually be there, but now is time for my E3 predictions, my 10 E3 predictions for 2017. So these can be from any company, any developer, any publisher, and they're kind of just in random order, kind of how I wrote them down and how they came from my brain. And once E3 is over, we're going to score them. We'll tally them. We'll see how well I did. We'll see if I'm more Nostradamus or more Nostradamus. Excuse the pun, but I had to say that. So as a lot of you know, E3 is basically starting on Saturday with EA Play. And that's going to give fans, whoever's in LA, to be able to experience Battlefront and Need for Speed and Madden and FIFA and get hands-on with these new titles and hopefully some maybe some new announcements. And Sunday is when all the press conferences start. And we're going to get Microsoft and Bethesda and then followed shortly after on Sunday and Monday, EA and Ubisoft and Sony and Nintendo's Direct. We're going to get all the news before the show floor opens on Tuesday at noon Pacific time. And then throughout the week, 
there'll be, I'm sure, little announcements here and there and being able to really dive deep into all these games that are being unveiled for the first time at E3 2017. But I know you're not here in a lesson for E3 because you can just look those up on Google. But what you're here for are my E3 predictions. And I'm going to start with number one. Project Scorpio will release this year on November 10th, 2017 for the price of $499.99. So Microsoft and Xbox have already said that Scorpio is going to be their big focus this year. It's going to be the big coming out party for this system that boasts incredible specs and will bring 4K gaming and tons of teraflops to your gaming needs. But as great as the system is, it's only as good as those who can afford it. And console gamers have a certain expectation, and especially with the PlayStation 4 Pro being $399 and Sony having a pretty serious lead over Xbox, I just cannot see Xbox making Scorpio a $600 machine. I think that would just be too much of a sticker shock and would just not help them in the way they're looking for. I think $499, while expensive, if they can really show what the system can do and the power of it, if there's VR capabilities, how good is the 4K, how good is the processing power, what difference will it make for the games that we love, especially the third-party games that Sony may be getting the mind share of. And the reason I went with November 10th, I just feel like it's a huge date, it'll get them right around Call of Duty, and it's a Friday. And sometimes big console launches happen on Friday, so you can enjoy it for the weekend, and it's a big event, like the Xbox One, which was released on November 22nd, 2013. So that's number one. Number two, Super Smash Bros. for the Switch will be announced and will release this October. I know this is very, very pie in the sky because we know the lead time that Nintendo likes to give for Smash Brothers and releasing information and trickles and introducing new characters. But from what we've been hearing, this is going to be another Wii U port of Smash Brothers Wii U with maybe some added characters. So I'd like to believe that they get this game out so people can get their fix of Smash. I know for me personally, it's a pain to take the Wii U out and hook it up when I have this incredible Nintendo Switch that's just begging to be played. And now that we have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and we have Splatoon 2 coming out soon, it's giving you reasons to stick with the Nintendo Switch. And Smash Brothers is a huge hole and I think they could launch it now and then start working on the next Smash and maybe get two on one system, which I think would be pretty awesome. Now this is a multi-part prediction because I also am kind of putting in my two cents about who I think the new characters will be. Now I think Ice Climbers are going to be back because they said that the 3DS couldn't handle these multiple characters. So I think Ice Climbers will return as well as Helix from ARMS, Jabanian from Yokai Watch, and the Inklings from Splatoon. I think these are big franchises that Nintendo is really trying to get behind and what better than to represent them in a new Smash Brothers game. So that's number two. Smash Brothers for the Switch will release this October and will have Helix, Ice Climbers, the Inklings from Splatoon, and Jabanian. Number three, Assassin's Creed Egypt, or Origins, or Empire, whatever they're going to call it. Let's go with Origins to make this a prediction. Assassin's Creed Origins will release this year, will take place in Egypt, will have a modern day presence like with Desmond, and will also be announced for the Nintendo Switch. I'm very excited for Egypt. I'm really excited to jump back into Assassin's Creed. And I still think that having this modern day presence and this side story, I think really adds to the weight of what's going on. And I think they can start over. And if the title is Origins, maybe tell a new tale and really get people involved and invested for the future of what Assassin's Creed is. And hopefully that means we'll be going to Feel Japan next because that is what I'm hoping for. Number four, Metroid is returning. 
I know people have been talking about this for years, and Nintendo has been shunning us for years, but I think this is the year, especially with Switch now in, out in the wild, when they finally unveil that Metroid is returning. Now, not only will Metroid return, but it won't take the Prime moniker. It'll be something new, and it will be releasing in the holiday of 2018. I'm thinking it will be like Metroid Prime. It'll be first person or maybe third person. You can switch back and forth, but it will really give you an incredible world to explore in an open world, kind of like Breath of the Wild in a sense, and just being able to get lost as Samus and just experience the wonder and the terror of space. So Metroid is returning, coming holiday 2018. For number five, as I mentioned in some previous topics, they announced that Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are coming to the Nintendo 3DS this winter. However, I think they got this Nintendo Direct out of the way so they can leave room for the announcement that Pokemon Stars, the new expanded version of these games, is coming to the Nintendo Switch. I still hold out hope that Nintendo is smart enough to do that and that they're learning their ways of these disappointing, misleading Nintendo Directs and will give us what we want as a Pokemon on the incredible Nintendo Switch. Number six. Now we're not too far away from the Crash Insane Trilogy coming back to PlayStation 4 and giving us Crash 1, 2, and 3 in beautiful high def. Now my prediction for this, number six, is that Spyro will be the next game to get this treatment. Personally, that was one of my favorite games growing up and I just would love to see the return of Spyro and maybe they don't want to focus on making an entirely new entry, at least right now, but let's give this purple dragon another moment to shine and give him the spotlight he deserves and give us the Spyro Remastered Collection. That is number six. Number seven. One of my favorite games, not just on Xbox One, but slowly climbing of all time, and I'm, I'm serious about this, if you haven't played this game, you better start now, is Ori and the Blind Forest. This is a Metroidvania game made by Mood Studios that has you going through this incredible and sad world that is basically artwork in motion. The best part about this is the beauty of the game, and I think Project Scorpio, with its 4K and Microsoft showing this game running on it, would go a long way in showing how beautiful and powerful this new system could be. I know Microsoft really wants to focus on their ID at Xbox program, really foster this indie development, and I think showcasing a game like Ori and the Blind Forest 2 would go a long way to showing how serious they are about these studios and how they're willing to develop and let these guys grow and feature on the Xbox One and Project Scorpio. Number eight also ties into Xbox, and that is that they will announce that there will be VR for the Project Scorpio. I think it's going to be an Oculus Rift type headset, maybe a modified version or something, that will work seamlessly with the Xbox One or whatever the new Xbox One is called, which I'm thinking might be the Xbox One Elite. I think that would be pretty cool. Now, not only will they announce the VR, they will showcase a Halo experience. You will become Master Chief, because what better way to show the power of Project Scorpio and VR as becoming one of the most iconic characters in gaming. Seeing this incredible game running in 4K and showing the immersion of being Master Chief, I think would really go a long way to selling people the power of Scorpio. And while 343 has said that they're not gonna be showing Halo 6 or the next entry in this franchise, I believe, first off, that they may be lying because people have been known to do that before, so I'm still holding out hope that there will be some kind of teaser. But if that's not the case, then I just can't imagine they're going to announce a new system and a new direction for Xbox without having Master Chief present. So that's number eight. Number nine, God of War, the return of Kratos into Norse mythology, is going to be launching this year on October 24th, 2017. We saw this game last year at E3 and I was blown away by it. 
I mean, I've always loved the God of War games, but the way it appears they're taking this franchise is just, is everything I could ask for. Focusing on a relationship with a father and a son, and having Kratos maybe being remorseful for some of his past choices and trying to change, and trying to shape his future, his child, to be a better him. I think is a great story and it'll be interesting to see where Kratos has been over these long years since his Greek days of destroying gods and just being super angry. I hope we get some flashbacks and I hope we get to see what life was like during this time where he transitioned from Greek to Norse as it were. And I cannot wait to see the future of this game and I believe that this will be their big big title for this holiday season. We know it's going to be there because obviously they showed it last year and as with any big event there's already pictures going on all about E3 and showing that there is a huge poster for it on a building and we're hearing rumors about it and I think that God of War is going to be here and it's going to be incredible. Now last but not least is my number 10 prediction for E3 2017 and this is another one that probably more of a pie in the sky because I'm just really really hoping this happens but I'm sure Nintendo will burn me again is that Virtual Console will launch in July. Yes, next month we'll have Virtual Console or some form of it. And I think it's going to launch with Super Mario Sunshine along with Super Mario 64 and Super Mario World. We're going to get all these incredible Mario games from the different eras and showing the power of the Switch and how it could handle the different generations of games. We've been asking for GameCube games on Virtual Console for so long and I think the Switch is finally the time they're going to make this dream come true. Because once they do Super Mario Sunshine, that means they could finally do Super Smash Bros. Melee and give us Joy-Cons that are shaped like GameCube controllers. I mean, come on, just print money. But I think Virtual Console will launch soon. I think it's going to be one of those things where, and it's available either now or very soon. And to get Switch owners even more excited for what's to come in the future and add value to the Switch and ensure it's going to be falling off shelves for months and hopefully years to come. So Virtual Console? in July with Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario 64, and Super Mario World, among with, let's say, a few others. Please, please. And ladies and gentlemen, those are my E3 predictions for 2017. Once again, once E3 is over, we'll tally the scores and see how I did. Some we may not have answers to, some we may, but we'll see how close I am to being a psychic person. And with that, it's time to end episode six of The Gamer's Advocate. Next week is going to be interesting because I will be in LA all week. So I'm going to try and post videos and impressions, maybe podcasts throughout the week, and try and get a regular show. So I'll, I'll keep you guys updated with what it's going to be like, but it's really going to depend on internet and my situation and how the events go to see how the show gets up. But I'm going to try my best to have it posted on time or maybe get you throughout the week. But until then, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email at adam at thegamersadvocate.com. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Bankhurst. Comment below after you subscribe. Find ways to get in touch and let me know what you want to see at E3. Let me know the games you are most interested in and I would love to send you a personal video or show you what the future of your favorite titles are. Maybe I can do some live streams while I'm there on Facebook Live or Periscope and show you the show floor and run around and give you the E3 experience from someone who is actually on the floor. Because I'm going to be like a kid in a candy shop. This has been a dream of mine, like I said, for years and years and years. And I would love for you to be a part of it. So send me your questions. Send me your thoughts. Send me your predictions. Send me anything that you want me to see there. And let's make this E3 one to remember. So once again, send me an email at adam at thegamersadvocate.com. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Bankhurst or the Gamers Advocate at Gamers Advocate. Like us on Facebook. 
subscribe to us, review us on iTunes, and help more people find the Gamers Advocates so we can continue to grow and do all the things that we would always want to. So in closing, I want to thank you once again for joining me this week on the Gamers Advocate, and I can't wait to bring you all the news and incredible things coming out of E3 2017. So I hope you have a great day and or night, and once again, thank you.